Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, a group of doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we are putting on our feet. We are on episode 66 today. We're continuing our conversations about the DPT approved awards or our top picks for shoes in different categories for 2021. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, we started this off last week when we talked about the best daily trainers of 2021. So you can see our pick in episode 65 for that, as well as our individual writer picks and then our consensus pick. Um, as I kind of mentioned last week, we as a team uh, have ran over 14,500 miles this year and have tested over 110 shoes. And so all of these shoes have been uh, kind of put into different categories that they could be uh, eligible for awards. And, and that's kind of what we're running through. And then we each get to pick our top three and based on what you know, if they get number one from me, they get the shoe would get five points. If they get second place for me, they get three, kind of the five, three, one model. And then the one with the most points becomes our consensus pick. So that's kind of part of the methods of, of what we do. And um, it's not always the shoe that we loved individually the most, but it's the one that we think performs best in that category for the most people, even if it wasn't our favorite, which might start to come out today in some of our picks. So again, we did daily trainer last time. And today we're actually doing a category called performance trainers, and we split this up into two uh, different episodes. So today's episode is going to be performance trainers that are non-plated. And then next episode is going to be on performance trainers that are plated. The reason we split them is because we've been spending the whole week uh, deliberating on this and having a hard time coming up with a really good consensus as well as defining kind of what this category means. And because we, we think it could go a couple different ways, but this is the definition that we landed on. Um, so performance trainer is a shoe that specializes for up-tempo running workouts and can even double as a racer for some. It can, it is even made better if the shoe can handle warmups well and do a couple easy miles on the ends of workouts, but typically isn't as comfortable for daily mileage or even long runs. Um, but that doesn't necessarily hold true, but it's again, specializing for that up-tempo stuff workouts and can double as a racer. So we're looking at performance trainers today, non-plated. Uh, we have a lot of shoes that fit into this category. Some of the examples that were eligible um, are things like the Adidas Audio 6, the Evo Ride 2 from Asics, the Asics Trinusa, even the Brooks Launch we put in there, the Hoka Mach 4, New Balance Rebel 2, Puma Lib Liberate Nitro, Newton Gravity Plus, Run Fast 3 from Reebok, Kinvara 12, Razor XS from Skechers, I could list them all, but there's a lot more on there. And uh, point is, there's a lot of shoes that are eligible for this category. And it was fun to talk about it. Before we actually get into it, two things are happening right now. One, David's computer is on the fritz. So we are <laughs> recording on Zoom. So we apologize for if the quality of the audio or video is less than what we do when we record on Riverside. But um also, we should do a Riverside review. We've been having some problems <laughs> um, and they haven't been getting back to us. Um, anyway, maybe they will if we release this recording. 
yeah I don't call, know. call them out maybe they i was <laughs> i was gonna put my hater blockers on but they're not in reach <laughs> Darn it. Sorry. i was Darn just it. gonna be like so we're not on riverside we're on zoom which means the quality will be a little bit lower so we're sorry about that um the second thing is matt's about going crazy he's like almost passing out uh for unknown reasons so he just has a bunch of water and hopefully he stays upright the whole time i think he do you kneel while you're recording yeah i do because i used to sit and it'd make my butt hurt because i I don't like sitting in this position so i'm I'm kneeling right now yeah he's kneeling for i'm also drinking we haven't reviewed this yet but mantra sent some sent us some stuff so i'm drinking a light mantra electrolyte right now so that mantra mix i like that stuff it tastes really good too which is solid Awesome. So, uh, yeah, let's jump into this. Let's jump into this category. We're going to do it similar. Like we did with the daily trainer where each of us are going to give our individual picks, um, which may have been our top pick if it didn't end up being the consensus, but, uh, for two of us, I believe the consensus was our top pick. So we'll give our next honorable mention after that. And then we'll, at the end, we'll give our consensus pick. So DJ, why don't you start us off, uh, with your, you know, non-plated best, uh, performance trainer. Yeah, of course. So my shoe, it was one that I kind of forgot about to be completely honest. And so we started going on about the, the, the list of the shoes and I was like, man, what, uh, what, what am I going to pick? What am I going to pick? And then I kind of came to the consensus for me that I have to pick this shoe because I've done just about everything in it, but yep. yes. In, in our defense, how many shoes have we reviewed this year? Yeah, a over lot. 110. Yeah, so we like there's been a lot of back and forth, like trying to be like, oh right, I forgot about that because of the hundred plus we did. So that's why I no judgment. Like I said I've, I'm writing down all of them so that we yeah. and I sent them all the lists. Like, hey, these are all the ones that are eligible, and that helped us obviously yeah. hone in the right answer for for us individually. Anyway, yeah, and and it was early in the year when we reviewed it, and so I forgot that how much I loved the Convara 12. So the Saucony Convar 12, this actually is my number one for the non-plated category. I've done like 10 miles at like 540 pace in this. I've done some intervals in them. I've done long runs, 18 to 20 miles in them. Yeah, you did a 20 miler in them. I remember. Yeah, I remember you. I believe you. I just, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It stuck out to me as as a reality when you did it. Yeah. So, I mean, I could literally do everything in it. It's not quite what I would want for daily training. And so I feel like it fits in that performance trainer category perfectly. And um, it's lightweight. It gives you a very natural feel to the ground underneath you. There's a little bit of flexibility up front, but there's still just enough kind of rigidity just from the power run slab that you're on. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a fun shoe. And it's, it's one of those kind of like, uh, those shoes that isn't really around too much anymore. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. outside of a tray, you kind of bringing it back, but like that EVA slab underneath you, minimal outsole, you know, pretty much kind of everything underneath you keeping it natural, but that was my number one. So that's obviously not the consensus pick, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't make Matt or my list. So <laughs> not that we didn't like the shoe. We well, liked it. <laughs> I may have changed that a little bit. You, you can't change it. You submit it. Oh, I it's did. Like you changing your Heisman, it's like changing your Heisman <laughs> votes. Like when you're at the trophy ceremony, you're like, actually, hold on. Like, hold on. No, you, you uh, can't change it. What's wrong with that? For, what's wrong with that? I, sorry, I forgot about the Kavara. It's a classic shoe. No. We viewed it so early in the year. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sorry, David. Oh, it's all good. My, my number two is the consensus pick. So I'm not going to talk about that. 
my number three ended up being the Hoka Mach 4. Again, another shoe you could do pretty much everything in. I've, I have run sub five minute miles in this and I have taken it beyond 18 miles. I've done long threshold type stuff in it. It's a performance trainer. Very, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple. I, I wanted to give a quick shout out. I know we're going to go into a little bit more talking about this in a little bit, but um, Asics Trinusa, lightweight, snappy, responsive, good, solid performance trainer, Newton Plus, uh, Gravity Plus, lightweight, snappy, fun shooter running. Um, they just barely miss. They kind of tie for four for me. So, cool. yeah, sweet. And I, I just feel like the Kinvara, I, I think it is one of those shoes that if you are in the shoe geek world, you're probably asking the question, where does this even have a place anymore to have like a minimal EVA slab when you can have something more quote unquote fun to run in. But I think there's so much, I, I think that the running market is so much different than like running shoe geek, um, our little niche that we have and the ability to have something that just allows you to feel the ground that doesn't feel squishy or bouncy can be really effective. So I can, I can get on board with the Kinvara being on, on your list, DJ, for sure. I'll go next again to keep myself sandwiched in the middle so that you forget what I talked about. Um, my number one ended up being our consensus pick. Uh, so I won't talk about that one, but my number two was this one. Honestly, it was so hard to choose between these two for me. Um, so you could ultimately like interchange them as my number one for this category, but the Hoka Mach four um, was the pick for me. I think that between this and the consensus pick, it was just a little bit slower on top speeds, but everything else functioned a little bit or pretty similarly between the two. And then obviously I think the Mach four has more daily trainer capability in it than our consensus pick, but the, the Mach four is just super smooth. And I think the rubberized EVA outsole that they use on that and in the carbon X two is one of, for me, one of the, it, it just feels the most soft landing of any of the outsoles that I, that I've ran in. It just feels like you're not slapping the ground at all. And I just love that feeling. And I think that the ProFly top sole on there is just super responsive and the shoe just rolls through really, really nice. The rocker is really well integrated, but it's not too aggressive. So you can kind of like get those warmups and cool downs in, in that shoe. And then really, it, it really can't pick up the pace because it locked in. Well, I think the fit was really, I really enjoyed that fit. Uh, more than the typical Hoka fit. And I just liked that little bit wider toe box. I didn't have any blistering and um, I could take that, that shoe pretty quick on some tempos and some intervals and stuff, but did really well at those slower paces too, to get up and down uh, before and after the workouts. My number three um, was also the Trinusa. Um, so, or actually, I guess that was your fourth, but the Trinusa was my, uh, my third. And it was just kind of one of those shoes that it wasn't super frilly, but it has, uh, just a really nice rocker, really, um, smooth transitions through the whole thing and just could ro- roll quick. And I just felt like the upper on the Trinusa it's on the same base as the Evo ride too, but the Trinusa upper was just, I think bounds above in terms of comfort and lockdown. Um, so I just really, really loved wearing that shoe for workouts. Um, and it can do a lot. And I think it's one of those shoes that can be a racer for half marathon easy. Um, and 
for a lot of people, especially like me in, in my realm of running and then even marathoning, I think that shoe is just protective enough and rolls so well that it can, it can do that. So those are my picks. On to me. Yeah. For so sure. yeah, I'm David, can you hold that shoe up again? Cause my pair is yeah. in the car. Um, and it did not get them, but my, my pick of the year is the ASICS, uh, Nusa Tri 13. The, the sole is great. I mean, it's the same sole relatively as the evil ride too, but that upper, I wore that thing sockless. I think for all, I, I have a little over a hundred miles on my pair. I think I ran at least 90% of that without socks and never got any blisters. It was great. Um, so to me, that's impressive because most shoes, even at like you start going to long runs, you'll get some blisters. So I did a lot of workouts in that shoe, a lot of workouts, both pacing my wife, who's a professional uh, runner um, for longer tempo, longer tempo stuff. I did shorter workouts. I even did some daily training, which for me, I like firmer rides so I can handle something like this, but it was just a super nice ride, a little bit firmer, but just the most comfortable upper and it was just one of those kind of Goldilocks shoes that just worked for me. I do wish it was a tad softer for, but again, this is a light shoe. This is, this is meant for going faster. Once you start picking up the pace, you don't notice that. So I totally agree with Nathan that for a lot of people, this could very easily be a long distance racing shoe. Um, there is, like I said, it's, there is no plate, but it's still stiff enough that it might act like it without the same level of aggressiveness you're going to find in some of the carbon fiber plated shoes. So people that have trouble with that, but still want, a really nice rockered forefoot that that's a good option. Also, it is really durable. Again, I have barely anywhere yeah. after hundred miles. And for yeah. somebody like me, like I rip through shoes, that's a big deal. Um, and I got to give a, a shout out to ASICs because they, a lot of their shoes were super durable um, this year and are really yeah. handling mileage really, really well. So which ASICs, is different. Their rubber yeah, usually for me, like wears out so fast. Yeah. So they, there was <laughs> what, what I have brazen rubber, man. I'm looking at it. It doesn't even look like I've ran in this shoe. Yeah, I, I saw that earlier. I, I promise like, you, I have run in this shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so a ASICs had some really, I think, I'm like, what? Slightly off topic. I'm really impressed with what ASICs did this year, especially. They had some interesting stuff last year, but this year there was some really cool stuff that was really awesome to see and see changes and see some aggressive takes. It was really cool, but enough about that. So my, my second pick was the Hoka Mach 4. Um, for the reason that, you know, it was that shoe, it, it could have been number one for me. I think it was just slightly too soft and it was, it was a lot more on that trainer edge to me. I got lots of miles on those, uh, daily training. I did some solid tempo runs in that. And I would, that's when I was kind of getting back into some speed stuff and it went a lot faster than I thought. I think the first time I did a tempo run, it was like three miles. And I thought I was running like six twenty six thirty. Lo and behold, I was running 550 pace. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was really pleasant. It, it has a harder time doing really fast stuff, I think, because it's so soft. Yeah. But it's just mm -hmm. got a nice, smooth ride. And for me, that shoe could also handle easy runs, warm up and cool down <coughs> really well. Um, the Noosa Tri just beat it because that upper comfort was so good. And I think the, mm -hmm. final, the final one, the third one for me, which blew me away, which I really didn't expect, was the... Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> I forgot. Oh man. Let's do let's do um the number four was a tie, even though not talking about number four between these two. I'm sorry, I forgot. So for people who are listening, no spoilers. Uh, but for people who are watching, maybe a spoiler. Spoilers. Maybe pretend you didn't see that, please. 
This uh, is why last week I was like, Matt, don't spoil it. And he's like, I'm not going to. I should have done it again. I yeah, should have done sorry, it again. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> I'm not sleeping very much. Um, the um, the Razor XS from Skechers and the Convara 12 had very similar placements for me in terms of being just really nice, fun rides that could handle workouts. Um, the Convara 12, I did lots of longer workouts. I did shorter workouts in, in it as well. It just didn't have quite enough for me anymore, which is weird because this used to be a daily trainer for me. And the Razor Excess was good. I just, I was kind of blowing through the outsole too quickly yep. and the, it started to firm up a little bit quicker than I would like, but it's still, they're both, they're both very fun shoes that are really good for people going, Hey, I don't want a plate, right? I still want a little bit more natural ride. And I, I think there is very much a place for these. Um, and yes, this is a, is a higher stack razor. So people that just want a little bit more structure at work. So yeah, nice. sorry for ruining everything. <laughs> no, you did not ruin everything. You did. <laughs> show the people watching what our consensus pick is, but you know, I think, I think what's interesting, I think you had like 25 miles on your razor excess and your, your rubber outsole was like peeled all the way off. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's probably not worth it for Matt, you know, Yeah. but most people aren't going to blow through it like that, right. but it, it definitely isn't as durable as some of those others. Right. That's for sure. I think um, you guys kind of noticed, you know, we're, the way we do our scoring is we only get three picks. So we talked about more than three, but that's because, like I said, this was a hard category because there were a lot of quality shoes. Like I, you guys didn't get to run in the liberate nitro, correct? No. So, you know, that shoe didn't, do it for me. I know Ryan, another guy on our team has really enjoyed that shoe. I know a lot of other people have like, there's a lot of other, just this category is tight. You know, all of us had Mach 4 on our list, but it wasn't our consensus pick because there was another shoe that was on the list that did. Mach 4 almost also got daily trainer, but it didn't. So, um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of good shoes put out this year. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. But let's move on to our consensus pick. Um, for those of you who are listening, this will be a reveal for everyone else who is watching. You kind of already know. Um, but this one, is our consensus pick for performance trainer non-plated shoe is the New Balance Rebel 2, which is just also a slick looking shoe, if we're being honest. Um, but go ahead, Matt. I, the, all the other colorways, I have it, this. we all have the same one, but every colorway that comes out, it's like, dang, that's a, that's a nice shoe. I know I want to buy every color <laughs> for sure. But you know, this, this shoe kind of deviates from a lot of our other picks. This is kind of like the new age shoe. Um, and it, the reason I say that is the fuel cell that's used within this model is just incredibly soft. Um, and at the same time, it's paired with a really lightweight upper. So this shoe just is super light and you can turn it over really, really fast um, the foam as you go faster kind of responds with you. So you don't sink into it. It doesn't feel like one of those foams that's so soft. You just kind of like, can't work out of the shoe. It does kind of pick up with you. Matt, David might disagree a little bit. Is that what that face is? To some degree. Okay. We'll talk about it. This is good. Um, I think additionally, some of the things that they did in terms of design that were impressive to me, at least, um, 
mechanically is that they did stable even though this foam is incredibly soft they stabilized it with some geometry so on the inside on the of the midsole the medial side um they created kind of a convex uh rib that comes through there which you can actually feel that kind of supporting the midsole of the shoe so that you don't collapse as much um and it doesn't just kind of like really deform under your feet you have some flaring of that sole um laterally especially on the shoe, which gives some stability there. And it just has a really nice integrated bevel. So there's a lot of geometric uh, work that had to go into making this shoe runnable, given how soft the foam is. And I think that's one of the things that uh, impressed us as a team was how they took something that could have been unrunnable without some kind of stabilizing plate and made it this non-plated, lightweight, fun uh, trainer. So what do you guys have to add about it? Yeah, I, I think it is a very responsive shoe for the category. It's definitely a shoe that feels great running fast in. Um, I didn't mean to smirk too hard, but um, fuel cell in general, if there's too much of it for me, it does feel a little soft and unresponsive. So the midsole itself, yeah, the RC Elite, I, I have a hard time with it. Like The Elite 2. The Elite 2, yeah, the RC Elite 2. It almost functions more as a performance trainer for me rather than a racing shoe and that's just kind of my opinion there i think for a marathon it's fine i mean obviously 26 miles like you're not going to be hammering out super fast miles but if you're trying to run a 5k 10k even a half to some degree like it just doesn't quite have it it's almost too much fuel cell mm-hmm. but um i totally agree by the way that it's a great marathon shoe and a less aggressive carbon option. But for me, it was like a performance trainer more like. Yeah. And so with the rebel, it's a little bit less fuel cell. There's no plate. You get a little bit more road and ground feel. The outsole has a little bit more traction to it. It's a performance shoe. It's a performance trainer. And to be completely honest, if I was going to be running a 5k and I had to choose between this and the RC elite, there is a pretty decent chance. I might actually choose this. And then put on the alpha fly. And then, and then put on the alpha fly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I like the rebel two a lot. It's not something I would quite want for daily mileage and it fits into this category perfectly, but it's responsive. It's snappy. It's, it's soft and forgiving at the same time, but it's, I like that. It's not quite as much, you know, doesn't have as much sauce as the RCLE two. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> something else I, I enjoyed it. So I, I actually just brought this shoe out this past weekend or last week for like hill repeats. Um, and I just forgot how, how responsive it felt like at the, when I was like sprinting up the hill versus just a tempo effort, which I like as well in them. So I think, I, I think that's what edged it for me over the mock four was that it, it had just that extra tier of speed for someone like me. I'm not running as fast as David and so our experience in shoes is different too but no, I, I think I agree though uh, the, the rebel 2 is a faster shoe faster shoe um the other thing that I was surprised by with this shoe was doing recovery miles like a shakeout run in these um I just loved they just felt cush and I I enjoyed that for not too long you know like 30 to 45 minute shakeouts not not anything longer than that but um yeah pretty versatile Matt you have anything to add about the rebel yeah, I think one of the surprising things, I was honestly terrified to run in the shoe. I was like, oh gosh, there is going to be unstable. It's low drop, which I've had some, a little bit of Achilles sensitivity the last in 2021. Um, so I was definitely very nervous about this, but this actually became one of my like 
casual daily casual shoes. Like it's so comfortable. And I was so surprised that it actually had, you know, somewhat of the, the, the arch comes up a little high and seems to cup, cup the remedial side really nicely, which I did not expect for a shoe this soft. I thought this is going to be unstable. I'm barely going to be able to run in this. And this actually became one of my go-to um, shorter run shoes. Like if I'm doing a shakeout run, like three to four miles, this is one of my top ones because it just feels good. It's easy to transition after work in. It's just really pleasant. And then I also really like, again, from a mechanical standpoint, mostly because there, I have a, a good number of patients that I see with this. And this is one of the reasons I actually really like the RC Elite One was not for me, but for a lot of people that have issues with stability in the forefoot and people that tend to roll too far out, the lateral flare here does a great job of kind of guiding people a little bit more in and getting off either centered or off the medial aspect, getting just getting off that toe a little bit more. So I loved it for that. And I think I was worried about it for me. No issue. I think the combination of this here and then here just kind of like kept your foot nice and and very, very gently guided. It's not a stability shoe by any means, but it just kept you nice and guided. It was like, this is really pleasant. I can't do long miles in this just because there's not enough heel drop and that softness. I do start to notice with longer mileage, but workouts, right? So like I, I have live on a hill. So any hill workouts, this will be a, like a common one I'll grab. Just like, oh, it's right here. Let me slip this on. This will be nice. And it's just a really solid shoe. And the upper is really comfortable. Plenty of toe box room. Um, which I sometimes have issues with New Balance, kind of having the fit being off a little bit for me. Perfect. Great. I've worn this sockless with socks, super comfortable. I'll actually say for me, um, it was maybe like a quarter size short. Like I, I don't, if you, if you're like a tweener, in my opinion, I would go half size up for length. Um, like I'm fine. Um, but I think for those who it just, it's slightly, it's not as much room in front of the toes as some other shoes. Unless you like that shorter fit and you want something like, you know, like race day or faster stuff, then you might want that kind of fit. But. Right. Cool. Any other final thoughts from you guys? All right. Awesome. Well, there is our conversation on the performance trainer, non-flated shoe of 2021. Our consensus pick again is the New Balance Rebel V2. Um, so, you know, let us know what you guys think your your favorite non-plated performance training shoe option, which again, we're defining as a shoe that specializes for up-tempo running workouts and can even double as a racer for some. Uh, it's even better if the shoe can handle those warmups and easy miles on the ends of workouts, but isn't typically as comfortable for daily mileage. Again, please keep up with what we're doing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can join our Strava group and just kind of look at what we're testing as well as kind of what we're running. And then we can kind of be in this thing together. And so we're thankful for our DOR fam and looking forward to our conversation next time, which will be on again, performance trainers, but we're going to talk about plated options. Have a good night.